Shut up and sit down. I want to welcome everybody back. This is episode 193 of Third Chip. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Mr. Eric. And today we have a special guest, and his name's Matt, the Inglorious Bastard himself. Hey, it's so good to be back. I'm so glad to be here. (laughs) It's been a while since we talked. It's been a while since you've been on the show. But hey, I want to welcome you back. I mean, it literally has been. I mean, it's been seven days. Yeah, Jeez. man. In COVID world, that's a long time, you know, seven days. That's true. Woo, gosh, bless <laughs> it, man. So, of course, this week's been light on the uh, Gearbox news, but we've got everything we could find for you, and you'll hear about that in a little bit. And we got a fun little mm-hmm. talk about Xbox and what they're up to. So, of course, stick around for that. But you guys know the rigmarole, man. we got to talk about our weeks first before we do anything, because i got to know what has Matt been doing this week. I've been playing Animal Crossing, man. What do I ever play oh, other than Animal Crossing? I mean, there are games, and I'll get to those later. But there's not much more to say. It's a lot of fun. I go hang out with my friends. I build stuff. I make stuff. I rearrange my whole island. I put stuff all pretty and make it all cool to make it all nice and cool. And it's just fun, and it's easy going fun, and that's all there is to it. But what's not easy going fun, what is a lot of fun, but as stressful as all gosh darn get out, is I got back into the Messenger this week. Because we were talking off air about it, and I was like, man, you know, I'm like 66% through or something like that. I just got to finish off the Metroidvania part. So I jumped on, I re-downloaded it, I popped in, I went, all right, there's hints for where you need to go to do the things. And I went, Google, tell me what the hint means, and I'm just going to go there. And it's not, I mean, obviously it's not as easy as just walking from point A to point B because you got to do the jumps and the hits and the the pixel-perfect platforming stuff, and you got to die a whole bunch of times. And sometimes it is frustrating, but when when you get it, when you're in that messenger zone, when you get into those like those power seal rooms, like the 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 crazy ass rooms, uh-huh. and some of them are frustrating as hell, but then you get those ones, and I don't know what it is because you just hit that room, and it's just all the challenges that your your hands know how to do, your brain doesn't even know because you don't even pay attention. You're just like whip 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 whip, whip ninja rope double jump ninja rope hit that jump 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 and then you get through it with no no problems. First try feels so good. I love that game. Obviously, the soundtrack and the graphics are beautiful. The soundtrack is amazing, and it's just when you get in that flow of being in the messenger. There's nothing like it. So I'm very sad that I put it down. Obviously, I'm much closer to the end now. I'd say, I think I just unlocked the the uh, like the stairway to go and fight mm-hmm. the big bad. And I, th- I think that's just, you do that like right before the end. And then maybe there's end stuff afterwards. But I'm right at that point. So I'm getting really damn close. I hope to finish it next week. And something that I can't finish inside of a week, no matter how many days I get on stream with it, is Persona 5 Royal that I play, and it makes me happy. That's Animal Crossing makes me happy in small bits at work. Persona 5 makes me happy for the whole night when I play it. Because that world is amazing. The game is amazing. I love everything about it, and it's... It's one of the things that's getting me through this this COVID time, because everything's ruined, and everything's dumb, and everybody's grumpy, and we're all just miserable bastards but when i get in persona and i hear that music i am no longer a miserable bastard i'm a happy fool uh-huh. and i shimmy shaw in my chair and oh Anytime man it's so I good get into the cafe leblanc mm. 
Just mm-hmm. my world, just worries, troubles fade away. That's right. It's nothing like brewing as soon a hot as I, cup of coffee, man. Mm. As soon as I exit that palace and I see, oh, 14 days, just goof off, do whatever you want. I go, yeah. If only life was this. If only this was my whole life. Why can't I be a high schooler again? Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, there's there've been lots of movies about that, like 30, 35 year olds ish get turned into yeah, high schoolers into all the time, or whatever. Uh huh. Yeah. Make it real. You got to worry about the bullying again or whatever. But being that I'm an adult and I don't care about anybody else or what they say or think, that's nothing anymore. That it never happened to me anyway. So I never. I don't, I don't even. So you know. don't even know what it feels like. So you're in a yeah. super win win. Dang. It's great, yeah. Plus, you're you're always the cool kid when you go back. You get bullied for like the first day, and then you're yeah. like, "Oh man, check out these sweet skateboard tricks!" And they're like, "Whoa, yeah!" And you're a million times smarter anyway than all of them, mm-hmm. so it's no big deal. You're awesome. It's great. Exactly. All right, so we're gonna do that. I'm just gonna do that. Right. You can do the rest of the podcast, dude. But first, tell us about your week, and I'll go try and transmute into a little boy again. All right. So while you're doing all that, I want to tell you. Everyone out there, y'all think you're like Persona lovers. Y'all think you know about Persona, but you don't, all right? Because I played it once and I beat it once. I played it again and I didn't beat it, but I got pretty far into it. And then I played it again with Persona 5 Royal. Got about Uh, 40-something hours in, mid-range 40 hours in. And, uh, well, my PlayStation went ahead and got corrupted and uh, completely corrupted. Couldn't even get the hard drive to load, period. It kept giving me errors and wouldn't even let me uh, rebuild wouldn't let me uh, update anymore. Jesus. Wouldn't let me do you know any of the the secondary measures you take before the final. I'm wiping this whole thing and being done. Mm-hmm. I went to wipe. It wouldn't even let me wipe. So <laughs> something had corrupted everything all to hell. <laughs> so I had to take it out, get a different uh, you know hard drive, pop a different hard drive in, and of oh, course okay. that means I'm starting from scratch anyway. So. Mm. Started from scratch. Okay, no big deal. Because you know, cloud storage. I play. I I got PS Plus, right? Oh, and first That's off, right. you let me should just tell you, it. I didn't know none about. I knew it existed, but I didn't know how to get to it. So my buddy Matt goes, You're "Hey, welcome. Eric, You're you, welcome, you got to go yeah. to this thing. You got to go over here, and then you'll, you'll find your online storage." I said, and as I told him, I said, well, "I knew it existed, but I had no idea where the hell to go or how I was supposed to get it." Boom. All right, everything's fixed. You know, this the sinking, troubling, sad part of my body was like, it's going to be okay, Eric. But, of course, the little part of me knew better, and I held on to the little part that always knows better <laughs> than to think that anything, anything's going to work out for me there. <laughs> so <laughs> I get home, and I, I go in, I go, cloud storage, empty. Well, I don't understand. <laughs> Let me check it out game. Empty. Cloud storage, empty. Cloud storage, game from like, my save from a weird game from like seven months ago. I don't know why, what? <laughs> Get that one. So I go through and I find out that 75% of my games have no online cloud storage. And the ones that do have like weird random save spots. So I'm like, I don't, what the hell just happened? So, oh man. Guess what, everybody? I had to start all over. I got nothing. I got an old Borderlands account. So I got to re get, I got to gain levels again. I got to get all through there again. <laughs> I got half of my Doom Eternal stuff. All my FF7's gone. All my Persona's gone. My Dragon Quest is gone. Oh, yeah. It's... Well, see here. here, Look on the bright side. This is the one little bright side bit. If we play on Saturday, which I don't see why we shouldn't, we can do that DLC all over again and get all the side quests because we'll buzz through the main stuff because you won't won't have beaten it. That's true. Yet, quote fingers. Mm -hmm. So we could do that. That's That's something. That'll be fun. Yeah. 
I I think yeah. I'll enjoy it. Plus, they'll get me caught up in levels because you know I think it, yeah. I think my last day was at fifty three, so it's not that bad. Yeah, I'll run you through with my little right, fifty seven. Oh, I appreciate that, man. With all your cool annoying <laughs> right. gear, you know, looking real nice. All right, I appreciate that. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, my gaming this week. Is getting through that, and now I'm starting over in all my games. So I'm once again going through Persona. Once again going through Doom Eternal. Once again going through FF Seven. Once again going through Borderlands. All over again. So I am a champion, a master of Persona, everybody, okay? I am four times now through Kamoshida's <laughs> Palace. I can do Kamoshida's <laughs> Palace blind. I don't even need to see. I know. I know where to go. I hear it. I feel it. Based mm. off what they say, I know what room I'm in. <laughs> That's actually true. That's fair. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So here we are. <laughs> It's been bananas, COVID, of course, all the same crap going on. Been doing a lot of outside work, getting the yard up to date, getting all the uh, things looking pretty and nice for the eventual spring slash summer that we're going to get. Because if you don't know, Michigan's going back into some cold weather with a little possible snow. And it's like, ah, whatever. Thank you, Michigan. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Didn't want to just have warm, nice weather. It's fine. So it's been (laughs) been hectic. It's been a wild (laughs) week. As you can imagine, my week is because... That's just the way the world works for me. It's just it. <laughs> well, you you did manage. I was going to mention this to like kind of bring it up on a good note. You did end on a little bit of an uphill, but I, I forgot to mention in my week, I also started playing Pikuniku on the Switch, which is a Devolver digital game. It's like these weird little like ball people with like long legs and you kick stuff. It's it's hard to explain what it is, but don't sleep on that game. I got it for 99 cents on Nintendo Switch on Super Sale. Huh. And the intro is the best thing. I played it, I started it up once after Borderlands Night, super drunk, and I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. And then I forgot anything that happened from the intro to wherever I had saved it. So I started it over again over the past week, and I laughed my ass off all over again. So if, it's, if you can't find it super cheap, at least watch that intro cutscene because... It's so stupid, but it makes me laugh so much. So, Pikaniku gets a shout-out. And uh, that was us individually this week. Together as a team this week, we didn't do the Talented Tuesday we were supposed to do because we both forgot. We're naughty. We're naughty. I remember we'll, we'll it, but I remembered it. yesterday. <laughs> 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 and I was like, I'm not even mentioning it to Matt. I remembered Monday night as I was getting ready to go to bed, and I went, oh, come on, me. Jesus. So, we'll try and either scrape through it to get to it next week, this coming week, or the week after that. But what we did do as a team, which was a good thing, we doubled we doubled it up. We made up for the missing Patreon stuff from April. So you patrons got a two-pack if you're at the correct tiers for both of the packs of things. And next week, coming up, we'll have IG2G episode 78. Can you guess what I'm about to say? Can you guess? Here, just, just everyone else say it. I'm no, I won't say it. I'm, I'm like, you know, the, the rock singer. Mm-hmm. And I put you're my microphone mic out of the crowd. You all say it. That's right. Yeah, you know it. And you also know what I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it because I love saying it. I know some of the stuff I won't talk about, and I can't worry. Many of them figure out the rest. <laughs> Good job, us. Yeah. <laughs> but something we don't really need to figure out because we have somebody that helps us out with it. It's Shift Codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands Game of the Year Edition, which dropped from Gearbox this past week. So hit up the Twitter, the Reddit, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred Shift Code provider and get yourself some free loot. No, don't get your free loot. If you're like me no. and you're starting over with your levels, don't get your free loot right now, okay? <laughs> Save that loot until you're level 57. Then go get your free loot. 
Just a just a message for everybody out there leveling up or that lost all their stuff and have to start over, etc. Well, hit up your preferred shift code provider and then much later yes. get yourself some get free your, loot when you're get, ready for it. But get them keys though, yes. Yes. Otherwise, the they're going to go bye-bye because them codes don't last. They got little detonators attached to them and they go boom. You know it. So fix yourself. Get your loot. It's important. I really don't want to use the segue, but speaking of things that have time-based detonators on them that are going to go boom eventually... See, now, now I brought us down. Now, that's a good one. That's, it is no, a, good that's a good one, one, but it's a bad one, and it makes me sad to even say it, even though I'm smiling now. It's no, we got to use it, though. we got to use it. <laughs> that's too good. It's too good. Thinking of, speaking of things that are eventually going to go boom and detonate <laughs> and be, to never be seen again, Battleborn had itself a beautiful, wonderful, another Battleborn day. It's last Battleborn day. Mm-hmm. Its anniversary has come and gone. Folks came around, talked, had a good time, played some Battleborn. I saw clips from all sorts of folks out there. Oh, yeah. Jim Frona being one of them. He even did an amazing, cool song. It was wonderful. If you haven't seen that, mm-hmm. get out there and check out Jim Frona. He's the voice actor, of course, for so many characters in the Battleborn world. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the second best voice acting thing he's ever done. Obviously, I'm biased. I thought about bringing back Geek of the Week, but then I didn't prep the segment, so I, mm-hmm. I blew it. But... The people who didn't blow it are the people who got into Battleborn Day on its fourth anniversary, which seems like way too many. Like it feels like it just came out not too long ago, but that means uh-huh. we've been doing it for almost four years, which makes sense because episode one ninety three, we're getting up on the two hundreds. Mm-hmm. So we've we've been there along the road with you, Battleborn, and they did a little bit of the festivities. They didn't have a whole lot going on, but they did do the bro certificates as well. You know, I saw. Uh-huh. Minrek came back on Twitter and was dropping codes for that. Our buddy Lowlines dropped a code for that and showed off a sneak peek at his ultimate Battleborn like repository, like a big website he's putting together with all the character models and the asset models. Like he showed off, it was a quick little video he had of Oscar Mike, you know, popping the textures on and off of him, rotating them all around, and then showing his gun with the different attachments on it. He said he was looking to upgrade it and get the animations in there before it finally goes live. He's says he's trying to do that for the kind of like the farewell party put that all up so every so battleborn can live forever and everyone can appreciate live it. forever and be remembered yeah and you can still get a hold of the schematics so you can cosplay it or just do whatever you want with it yeah. which is really really cool very much appreciated i'm sure by many people out there and of course as matt was mentioning people putting up stuff i think mental mars put up some battle packs some codes for battle packs and whatnot, Oh, too. yeah. He, he found some, like, three legendary loot packs. First come, first serve, so they got snatched up pretty quick. But I thought that was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just a bunch of cool little fanfare here and there. If you are in that environment and are following the folks that loved and played the hell out of some Battleborn. Mm-hmm. And speaking of fanfare, I, I didn't know if you had <laughs> something else or not. No, I I was thinking about it, but I was like, I don't know. I'll just stay right there. Okay. Oh, sad. Poor Battleborn. But speaking of fanfare and people who love games, Borderlands 3 was up for, I think it was three Webby Awards. I think it was announced either two weeks ago when we missed it or just last week and now the voting closed today as we're recording this. But they were up for Best Game Design, Best Art Direction, and Best User Experience, all three of which I think, I mean, Battleborn's pretty good at that. (laughs) Borderlands 3 is pretty good at that. You're right. (laughs) But all three of those things, I think, are worthy categories for Borderlands 3. It's all good stuff there. So if you did get a chance to go in and vote, I hope you voted for Battle... I hope you voted for Borderlands 3. (laughs) Because they deserve some wins and some love. Oh, they do. They really do. 
they've been up for quite a bit here and there throughout the year with different awards and stuff. But uh, anything they get, they do deserve. I guess. <laughs> I just love the the slips you keep with this battle point. It's so awesome. So much fun. <laughs> now you're just slipping back into like three years ago. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> talked about it in so long. Hey, we talked about Battleborn. For, I said well, Battle I said Battleborn like a hundred times. It's just going to keep coming and coming. Well, speaking of Battleborn statues, we got a cool statue. Of uh, Borderlands, yeah! <laughs> but we did see something uh. that made me very excited and very sad at the same time. I think it was much earlier this week. Maybe it was over the weekend, actually. They announced a really cool limited edition statue going up for pre-sale, I believe it was. A flax statue called A Good Hunt. And it was this beautiful statue of flax taken out. I think it was you know, one of the big Goliaths that had the big helmet on. Or one of the mm-hmm. big bad enemies. And he had his jabber with him. He was like climbing over some rubble and aiming down at the Goliath. It was just it was just beautiful and outstanding. I was sad that it had the wrong pet on it, but I was like, you know what? This looks good. This is worth it. And then I clicked on the page and it was six hundred and fifty bucks and I went, Oh, oh Jesus, oh, why? That's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. There's no way there's no justification in the world for six hundred and fifty dollars for a figurine. I can't I can't do it. And it makes me really sad because it looks amazing. I think it's like twenty four inches tall, so it's it would oh, look huge and imposing. So it's real. Yeah. It's the real mm-hmm. deal. It's beautiful and it's wonderful, but you know, that's just an insane price for something. I, I couldn't even imagine that. I mean that's more than your next console system is gonna be. That's, yeah, it's true. But I mean it <laughs> it is insane, but it's not it's it's amazing too. So if you have the money and you can spare the 650 and you want some really expertly crafted, beautiful statue to sit on your desk or in your entertainment center or, you know, in like one of those curio cabinets, it looks awesome. It looks incredible. So more power to you. I, I mean, you and I, we literally could do it, but we can't do it. Oh, yeah. Everyone has blood and semen, right? You can just go donate those things. <laughs> not not everybody <laughs> has both of those, Eric. <laughs> That's a, a what? That's, a <laughs> that's not the way things work. <laughs> I get confused anymore, man. I don't know what people have anymore. You know, it's a different world we live in. So don't judge me. It's the new normal. It's the new normal, Eric. We just COVID nineteen has screwed all our brains up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So there's no way to salvage that. I'm taking a hard left turn at Albuquerque, and we got more Borderlands news in the movie department. A couple, I think it was a Vanity Fair article, came out saying, according to a bunch of sources, the very famous and awesome actress Kate Blanchett is apparently in talks to star as Lilith in the Borderlands movie. Obviously, the movie's not even remotely in production. She's just in talks about it. But I think that would be awesome, because if it's Kate Blanchett, I might actually like Lilith again. Because she could bring that, she. I mean, she plays awesome villains. She was Hela in Thor uh-huh. Ragnarok. She plays awesome like queenly people. She was Galadriel and Lord of the Rings and stuff. So she could bring like a good presence, but she also can bring the attitude too. So I think she'd be a great Lilith if it does happen. I agree. I was looking at that and that already gave me hope right then and there because I was like, okay, if she, they're they're talking to like Kate Blanchett, you know, and and people of that caliber. Mm-hmm. We're talking. We're talking the real deal here. Yeah. And you know, and I already know they announced the director, and 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 you know, 
it was looking good already, but mm-hmm. I was still had my in my reserves. I was like, eh, well, okay, well, I don't know who are they gonna get to mess with this. You know, who's gonna go? Oh yeah, sure, I'll come do some weird video game, uh, game, you know, stuff here. This will be fine. No, I worried. But I'm like, okay, if they got these these folks, I'm good. I'm gonna be happy. Yeah, I think, I think you make a fair point. I mean, obviously, everyone knows Eli Roth is a director, but who you get to work with him? I mean, you know, he's, if he's doing like Hostel and all this other stuff, you you could get a bunch of young teenager actors who don't know really what's going on and blah blah blah. But like we said, she's an awesome actress. So if it works out, then that's that gives me even more hope because that's that would be awesome. It'd be pretty cool. Uh-huh. Who's that? Who's that uh, female actress that plays with Tom Cruise and um, uh, Die Repeat? Oh, Emily Blunt. Yeah, there we go. We gotta get her in there too. She'd be a good She's Maya. Awesome. Maya's pretty, yeah. pretty stoic, oh, yeah. pretty just cool. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's your next one. Get her in there. That's not bad. I, I, like I can't that. talk about. I can't, I can't talk about stars too much. I told Matt off air. So I don't. I don't know the names of these people. See, I was amazed uh, you pulled that one out. <laughs> wow. But I was also afraid you'd be like, what was the one with Tom Cruise in that one movie with the, with the jump and the, the airplane? And I'd go, oh, God. I, <laughs> there was at least something we both knew so I could save it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. But that's almost, oh, Lordy. that's almost the last of the Gearbox slash Borderlands related news. But we did get some very awesome patch notes, some big, thorough, just big, thick, juicy. meaty. It's like a T-bone steak of porterhouse just in your mouth patch notes. Oh, such good stuff. I don't even now, know where to start, Eric. I don't even know where to start. I, I'll start. All right, let me tell you. Let me tell you, man. It's a whole laundry list of things we got to go through here. First being, guess what? Prometheus gone. It's over. Mm-hmm. You're not going back there. Now you're heading to Eden 6. You're going to the wilds. You're taking on the Jabberwockies and all sorts of other random creations and the little source full food of source people. Rawr! You know, whatever those things are called. I gave you props man. for the actress thing. Now I'm immediately <laughs> taking them away from you not saying sorry incorrectly. Come on. I did. <laughs> I know it's the story, folks. All right. I know you know. So there we go. We're on Eden 6, everybody. This week, you go get your extra loot from there. You know the rigmarole right now. The different areas will have the different weapons that you can find and also class mods, etc., etc. So I'm sure someone's going to have the maps up very fast mm-hmm. as to where you're going to find all the different items you need. So get to farming, get to finding them, because uh, as well as the area changing, Matt, they said, hey, we didn't have the uh, loot drops right mm-hmm. for the Mayhems. So we went ahead and adjusted that, and now you're going to see an increased drop of all types of items, green, blues, legendaries, etc., mm. all of them. So you should see more drops now whilst you're out there farming for said loot. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of loot drops, I do want to mention the one other thing that happened in the patch notes. Whoa. They were talking about loot that drops off a grave ward, sometimes dropping in places where players couldn't access it, so they've made a fix to that. And it brought me back to our discussion of the Revenge of the Cartels event, and that turret that's up there that drops its stuff, and we said, hey, maybe they could make like an invisible wall slope and the stuff would fall down. Well, they're working on Grave Ward. Maybe that'll come here too, because obviously they do listen to us and they love us very much, and they like to do what mm-hmm. makes us happy. And they like to do what makes yes. you happy, listeners. So if it would make you happy, write into us. We'll say it on the show so they'll hear it twice, and then it's, a, it's guaranteed. And that's a given. It'll be in the next patch notes for sure. Man, it's beautiful, Matt. Wow, it's what just- a good job, buddy. It just really po- solved it all. <laughs> it just popped into my head. I was because I almost said rubber stamp Matt guarantee again, 
which was the title of the previous episode, Matt Guarantees It. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's the title of this episode going to be? And I thought, boom, Third Shift episode 193, Blood and Semen. And I went, Blood and Semen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> The, that's gonna give the. That's gonna make people think this episode's a lot different than what it's what it actually is. <laughs> I don't think that would work. It's not a good idea. It's too good though. It's too good. <laughs> that is true. You gotta you gotta bait them in. You just gotta bait them in. They're thinking, oh we'll my be, god! We'll be t- wow. <laughs> we won't be top one hundred. We'll be top one. Gaming exactly. We will be top one for a week. <laughs> And then we will finally get hate mail. It'll be fantastic. Yep. <laughs> oh, God bless. So we've exhausted that extensive, extensive Borderlands patch notes mm-hmm. for this week, everybody. We went through. I know it took forever. I know you guys are thinking, wow, how much more could there be? Well, we're finally done. We did it. I'm parched. I need some liquid in me. Mm-hmm. But before we get out of here, we got to talk a little bit about one last thing, all right? Has nothing to do with Gearbox. That's that's wrong. We're gonna do it anyway. That's wrong. Well, the Gearbox okay, logo right. was involved in this thing we're going to talk about. Okay, well there you go. They're here, and that is the Xbox Live event today. They went ahead and showcased some third-party games coming out mm-hmm. with, of course, the new Xbox this holiday season. Mm-hmm. And I'm super stoked. I'm super excited. They showcased some really cool games, mm-hmm. and I feel really weird about it because I'm like. Uh, this game looked good, this game looked good, this game looked good, this game looked good, this game looked good. Because I was thinking, well, maybe I'll have one or two to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going through them, and I'm like, I, I kind of like all of them, really. So I won't talk about all of them, but we're going to talk about some of them and how it all went down. And we'll start with you, Matt. Oh, man, we'll start with me. Well, I yeah. I, I almost had the opposite reaction of you. I, <gasps> they started watching some, and you know you know how I am with trailers. It was all cinematic mm-hmm. trailers. Yeah, sure, it was gameplay, but it said on the bottom, oh, sort of representative of what it might look like. So I, I was, I was, I was sour note Jones for a while. I mean, a lot of stuff did look really cool, so we will talk about that. But I, and I also want to make note: if you didn't watch the very opening of it, he said all these games were being showcased and played on the Xbox One X. Mm-hmm. I don't, so I don't, it's I don't not like these are. It's DTA. This isn't PC. DTA man. I, I DTA. Okay, all right, all right. I know. Man. I know. I know. But you, you know well, me. This, until until disclaimer. Until I see it moving like an in-game camera would move, I don't trust anything. But what did mm-hmm. get me very excited and brought me like back up, shooting up to the moon, and then they revealed a bunch of games after that too. Was I think it was the uh, it was the lady I didn't write her name down, but she was like, "Hey, we're working with some of the top developers in the entire world," and she showed a giant screen of all of everybody's favorite developers. Gearbox software Everyone's was right. there, of course, but then I looked down in the corner, and I know we had talked about Sega. We talked, so I saw Sega, and then I saw Spike Chunsoft, which is the one, which is the development studio that did the Nonary Games, which did Danganronpa, which did all my favorite awful, horrible, dark, visual novel type stuff. I started freaking out. Then I saw Koei Tecmo, so you know there's going to be Warriors games on there. I saw Paradox Interactive. I saw Remedy in the corner when they said, like, even more stuff's coming. Well, Remedy Remedy works with them now. They were Remedy is part of Oh, that's Xbox right, because they, they did the Quantum mm-hmm. Break stuff before, which yeah, I missed burst. out on, so it's just a non-entity in my brain. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of 
awesome developers already on that list, which is already showcasing that the Xbox this time around ain't joking around. Mm-hmm. They're not messing around. They went out. They were making deals, hustling like the ballers, the players they are. Mm-hmm. And they're really shooting to give PlayStation run for the money when it comes to games on platform or, or on console, whatever you want to call it. So I'm super stoked. And, of course, they got tons more for us. But just tonight, they showcased quite a few. You said you weren't too on board with a lot of them. But for me, I'm going to keep it down to just a couple. Mm -hmm. I want to mention Second Extinction. All right? I grew up in a heyday of Turok. All right? Mm -hmm. I I bought bought my own N64. Didn't have enough for a game. I got home. My dad goes, okay, well, show me what you freaking saved up and bought this stupid thing for. And I went, oh, I didn't have no money for a game. He's like, you're just sitting there with the console. No game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He went, Jesus, get in a truck, stupid. Okay, okay. I feel, I feel like this was this was the start of Devious Eric. He went, Hey, you know, I got this I got this money for this game or I could buy like seventeen cases of Pepsi. If I take this home with no game in it and dad sees it, he'll have to be like, Oh come on, idiot, dumb son of mine. Kachunk, kachunk. Mm, son. Tried so hard, he got all that money around, bought his own console, you know, when he was just a kid. Ching, ching, here you go, idiot. Oh, I, gotta, I gotta do something for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Boom, and he did. Boom, fell right into it. Just to, laid that trap bare, and we're out, and he's going, oh, what's what, 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 what good? And I'm like, well, I mean, Mario at 64, obviously. And he's like, I don't want to play no Mario. And I'm like, well, well since when were we buying a game you want to play? <laughs> well, I'm paying for it, ain't I? So I look around, and I go, Turok shoots guns. Dad loves hunting. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Let's do it. Dinosaurs are cool. Got Turok. Fell in love. Played the hell out of that game. Beat that game. Played it again. Beat it again. You know the rigmarole. Mm-hmm. Today, Second Extinction comes on. And what do I see? All of a sudden, there's these futuristic marine-looking space dudes going around shooting dinosaurs, but dinosaurs that look a little bit different, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're like these super altered, genomed, freaking weird dinosaurs and now you're killing them. Earth's gone into another extinction mode. Humans are all screwed up, and you want your planet back. Oh, I fell in love right there. I went, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I got to shoot me some freaking Tyrannosaurus Rexes and some <laughs> Raptors, uh-huh. Dilophosaurus, Dilophosaurus. I hope we get to shoot a Brontosaurus. No, I want to shoot that Brontosaurus right in his little brain. There'd be literally no point in doing that. He'd just be sitting there eating a tree. Come on now. I don't care. I'm tired of the games with dinosaurs where the Brontosaurus are just sitting there and you don't get to shoot them. You don't do nothing. They just eat grass and drink water and you just run by them while the raptors are chasing you all over the place. If you ain't going to help me, Matt, you got to get rid of them. All right? Just saying. Let's say you team up with like an Ankylosaurus. Ankylosaurus will have your back. He'll swing his big old bony club club mm-hmm. tail around. Club thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or a Stegosaurus. You know, with them, that nice, beautiful tail of his. There you Woo. go. Triceratops won't spikes. take no shit. Come on. There you go. That's true. Get on him. Boom, he's deflecting blows left and right. We got no problems. See, man. Dang. I bet none of these features are in this game. <laughs> no. I think you're just murdering every dinosaur there is recklessly. It's going to be great. It totally looks like Left 4 Dead if it was dinosaurs instead of zombies, kind of, to me. Because mm-hmm. you have a team of, like, three people. So it, yeah. it totally looks Left 4 Dead style to me. Yeah. So that's the one part I am worried about is the team aspect of it. Uh, I, you know, I don't like playing with other people that mm-hmm. much. So I'm like, well, is it? can I do this single-player mode, or is it going to be literally it'll load me into just randos and we just work together to do stuff? Which means you that won't can get be anything okay. done. Yeah, and that can be okay if it's a decent group, but if it's not, it's going to be ridiculous and annoying, and you're going to waste time. And I hate wasting my time in a video game. Mm-hmm. It just drives me up a wall. So 
it's on my watch list. I'm super excited about it, but I want to see how that whole multiplayer thing pans out, Mm -hmm. whether it's a must or an option. Yeah, I think for me, the first one that really kind of, I mean, I I wrote down some stuff, but it was mostly just like, ah, this kind of looks neat. This kind of looks neat. This could be cool. I know the developer. But then the one thing that made me kind of sit up and take a little bit more notice was Scarlet Nexus. Because before that came out, I would say about 99% of the things they showed were bloody and gross and disgusting. Like, I don't know what it was with especially the front half of this whole, like, all the games they revealed, but it was like pustule oozing things and blood here and blood there and cut up corpses strung up by the, you know, by the hooks and stuff. Oh, yeah, the the vampire. I mean, you know, I'm I'm a tough boy, so I'm not scared, but I was just like, this is all off-putting and gross and I don't like it. But then when Scarlet Nexus popped up, obviously there's monsters in that, you're fighting monsters, but it was colorful, it was flashy. Obviously it's a JRPG or J-action RPG type thing, but it really kind of like cleansed the palate for me and put me back in that good zone of like okay i'm looking forward to stuff here's a japanese developed title obviously you're seeing some kind of tropes there but then the the action of the psychokinesis where he was like ripping stuff off the walls and hitting enemies with it and throwing stuff around it put me in mind of control which did it most recently mm-hmm. and then also but like turned up to 11 to the spectacle of almost like like a devil may cry or stuff because you were doing like the big rising upper and then grabbing stuff and knocking them bet down and making all these big flashy moves. And it kind of, I, I was pretty excited for that. It, it caught my eye and it was, wasn't something I'd ever heard about before. And it just, uh, it, it was something different out of everything else that was shown. And it got me really excited for it. That was one of the ones I was going to mention, but I decided not to. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, man, maybe Matt will mention that he one. did he it. Sure did, man. did it. Didn't let me down because, boy, oh, golly, I love anime. I love, love, love all sorts of anime. Mm-hmm. And this has that really cool uh, same tone with the character models and whatnot of that. But, like you said, it has the awesome throwing, you know, the freaking giant cars around, the blades, the cool little, mm-hmm. like, lightsaber-type blades, things. Oh, I was like, yeah, this could be something I could get into as long as it doesn't take a weird, uh, you know, any anything that, you know, I was just going to say, it, Dark Souls, Bloodborne, those games oh, have yeah. just destroyed everything for me because I feel like so many games that could just be really cool beat-em-ups try to go into that that route now where it's like, mm. yeah, we're, we're just a beat-em-up, but we're going to make sure every boss is super weird and hard and it's crazy. And I'm like, yeah. So I always look at these games now and I go, all right, I'm super interested, but I'm going to wait and watch and make sure that it's not all convoluted and punishing and ridiculous. Yeah, I could see that if it goes, if it leans a little too far into like the spectacle fighter stuff for like the big bosses mm-hmm. where you have to hit all the combos and do all the things. I would hope not. But what I'm really interested in is knowing more of the story because you see this weird world and you see, you know, the characters, you're part of some big team who's out to eradicate these monsters. But then also through the gameplay they showed or the the cutscenes they showed, like it looks like your people are like getting corrupted and like stuff's getting stabbed into them and like weird abilities and marks are coming on their faces. So it made me put me in mind of something like near automata like maybe we signed up to do this but now we're getting screwed over so maybe we gotta you know you kill all the monsters but then the government tries to kill you something like that who knows i just hope it goes in a crazy fun weird wild anime direction i agree that's what i'm home for is a lighthearted cool story not too difficult well, i don't want i don't care if it's difficult but you know what i mean not, not punishing. Like stupid punishing yeah. difficult yeah exactly that's what i want if it does that 
I will definitely keep my eye on that mm-hmm. one. If, of course, it comes out on PlayStation or PC, right. which it already is coming on PC. So I'm good. It doesn't matter. See, there I got you go. It. You're fine. I got it covered. We're fine. Because last of all, for myself anyway, was the media, Matt. Yeah. Blooper Team has come out. The Observer. Uh, the guys who made The Observer and something. Oh, yeah, they, Layers of Fear was the first better. one they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've they've got a history of horror games. Mm-hmm. All right. And this one looks like a Silent Hill type game. Mm-hmm. All right. In fact, they've got the uh, the Yahoo. God, I forget, you know me. Hey, Akira. Here I Akira Yamoka. 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 Yeah, Yamoka? You, you're good enough. Yeah, okay. There, I'm close enough. The individual who did the sound for Silent Hill mm-hmm. is on board, helping them out with their sound. And you can tell right from the very first uh, be in this particular trailer. It sounds just like old school Silent Hill. So you're a medium and you're fascinated with this like baby, this kid or something, something freaky looks like it's going on. And then she's in there, looks like she's going to have a kid, tears drop. She goes into this pew where she's praying and whatnot. All of a sudden the world opens up, goes to like a Silent Hill transition. But instead of it being the typical dirty rubbish from Silent Hill, turns like this crazy cool looking like desert area with these gothic, archaic, weird looking uh, buildings I don't know what the hell any of that's about yet, but even with that being said, she goes now to this like huge hotel or something to try to figure out what's going on with this supposed baby, I'm guessing. And you get your typical Silent Hill stuff going on. The world's transitioning. Freakish things are coming out. You're traversing through the area trying to solve puzzles to keep moving through. Everything about it was right up my alley. I love Resident Evil. I love Silent Hills. I love all those types of games. And this was just feeding me, spoon feeding me all the things I needed, all the things I wanted. And like I said, the uh, the sound, the, the music playing throughout was just freaking wonderful and amazing. And none of it made sense, which is perfect for those types of games. So I'm like, yes, this is what I needed. This is what I wanted. Of course, at first I was scared because I was like, Xbox, you know, we're, I'm not going to get an Xbox. Unless Atlas says that Persona is all coming to Xbox day and date then there's no chance of me getting the Xbox. If they say that, hey, all cards are on the table at that point. But for now, I can't. Then they went, and PC, no problem. And I went, boom, done. I got a PC. All I got to do is pop a new graphics card in it when the time comes, and off to the games we go. I do agree with you on the medium. It sounds really cool. It sounds really interesting. What really sold me on it more so than just the trailer, obviously, you know me and trailers, blah, blah, blah. And the music, which sounded really awesome, was they had an interview with the, I don't know if he was the director or just one of the developers, much later at the very tail end of the whole the whole event, the whole Inside Xbox thing. And he was talking about how since you are a medium, obviously you're seeing the two worlds and mm-hmm. whatever that means. But then he also talked about how you can see a character who outwardly presents as good and then you can see the, in, the, the inner conflict of them. And I was like, that's really going to be cool because you're going to see that character who you're like, oh, man, that's a bad dude running around as your regular self. And then when it swishes over into the nightmare world, maybe he's like, you know, sitting there with angel wings helping you out. And the guy who you're running to has got big old demon horns and a black tail or whatever. You know how it is. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a complete crazy version of said character, the opposite, basically, to an Mm -hmm. extreme to make you scared and weird and worried and not know what the hell's happening because that's the point of his games, like yeah. I said, and it's wonderful. I, I I really hope this one turns out and I can get my hands on it because uh, I'm just itching for a Silent Hill and it's never coming. 
So mm. this is the next best thing. Yeah, definitely. And you teased it earlier. So my second game, I'm going back to what you said, where you said, oh, man, if Persona gets on Xbox, maybe I can get an Xbox. Well, they've already halfway sold me because they showed another trailer and some more stuff that I didn't even know about for Yakuza, which is the seventh Yakuza game, but Yakuza Like a Dragon. I'm so excited for it because it looks... Not only, I mean, Yakuza itself is always just, it's in my bones, it's in my veins now, but this also, I get the feeling like this guy is a fanboy of Yakuza things, like his main character, he is a Yakuza, obviously, but the way he overreacts to a lot of stuff, it makes me think that maybe some of this has taken place inside his head or something, because there's so much crazy wild action and crazy things, like he's pulling this bat out of the ground, and I know they redid the combat, so it's more RPG-like, so maybe it's just that, but it makes me feel like, you know, he's imagining himself doing all this cool stuff, and maybe that's what you see, and then, you know, what he's actually doing is just Just hammering away like a, yeah, like hammer, like uh, like kick-ass kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, that kind of thing, but... I saw that, got excited, and then I saw also in the trailer, you can see Majima is in there and Saejima are in there. Like, there's one point where Saejima throws Majima at somebody. And I'm like, I had no idea those guys were in there. Maybe they're just cameos. Maybe they're, you know, like additional fighters you can recruit or something for your crew when you make it. But it made me sit up and take extra notice. And the fact that it's there, it's 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 coming out. It's going to be in the Xbox Series X launch window. And... Man, it just if there's Yakuza on a console, I gotta own that console so I can have all the Yakuza's. I have all the Yakuza games right now. Now I gotta get in on every console in the world. So you can have all of them, period, no matter what. Now, that's right. I haven't played Yakuza. I've watched you play a lot of Yakuza, but mm-hmm. this one has my interest peaked because, like you said, it's going to an RPG. So you're gonna be taking turns doing combat mm-hmm. the whole the whole nine yards, and the whole shtick of this one is that he's in love with RPGs, D&D, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So like you said, everything he does, he's imagining in his head that it's like flaming bats and and, and spells flying and all sorts of ridiculousness. When mm-hmm. in, in reality, probably, yeah, in reality of it, he's just probably fighting them and beating them up. But because right. the game is what it is, you get to have all these crazy animations like you're casting spells and doing ridiculousness in the Yakuza world mm-hmm. and you're doing an RPG style and if you don't know, the Yakuza stories are just crazy bananas. The side quest mm-hmm. is just ridiculous beyond belief. So I have high hopes mm-hmm. that this game is going to be fun, entertaining, and just a just a pleasant game to play all the way through. Yeah, I wrote it. I wrote Yakuza Seven in characters like three times the size of anything else I wrote for my show notes. I'm so excited for it. I can't wait for it. But I, I would be remiss if we didn't at least mention during our our discussion of the Inside Xbox event, something I didn't know anything about was they kept talking about the smart delivery. So if you buy any mm-hmm. of these games that are coming out on the ten Series the, X... 10 of the 13 of them were. But if you buy any of those games yeah. currently on your Xbox One, you can get basically a free copy of it on the X when you upgrade to it. And which not is just a copy. Amazing. An upgraded version yeah, of it. Yeah, it enhanced so for enhanced Xbox Series X. for Xbox, yes. Yeah. And, of course, if you didn't see, there's that little symbol that says Xbox designed and made for Xbox One X. Mm. So you're going to see that. Whenever you see that in a game, that means that the developers used Xbox to make and fashion this game, which means it's going to have all the premium 
you know, buttons and things that are designed to go mm-hmm. with the Xbox. So even if it's on PlayStation, if you see that symbol, that means they made it with the Xbox engine, which means it's going to, of course, run the best, most likely, on mm-hmm. said system. So I thought that was pretty neat, too. I was like, all right, all right. So here's their new it, – it's kind of a gimmick, but it, it's a cool one. Right, You know, because right, yeah. it's like, well, even if their game if it is on the PlayStation and everywhere else, and they can't say it's just only on Xbox, they can still say – it was made for the Xbox, mm-hmm. but of course it's over here. But it's the inferior version because they designed it using our tools. I, I do appreciate that there's like some transparency there because we all went through the Xbox 360 PS3 era, where a lot of times it was well, it was originally developed for the 360, but they ported it to the PS3, and it totally blows now. Like Bayonetta was pretty notorious for that, or mm-hmm. the reverse, obviously. So it's nice to actually see. Hey, look, I'm a consumer, and I went and I looked at the box, and it said, developed for Xbox One X. And I go, okay, if I have both systems, because I'm a rich kid or, you know, all this other stuff, why not get it for where it was made for? Exactly. And I think that makes sense. I think that does give them a nice little edge. I wonder if PlayStation's going to kind of do the same thing. We don't know, because PlayStation still has revealed little to nothing. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a mystery up at this point, but I do think the smart delivery, I think, is going to have to be done by everybody now. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this one, that's too big of a game changer. Buy yeah. your game for the old console and you get a free upgrade. I, I think with them doing that, if you don't do that, that's a big punch in the gut. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see how PlayStation responds now with that being the case for most of these games so far that Xbox has shown. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I mean, we've all, again, we went through the GameCube to the Wii era where, oh, it's always a Zelda game that always, eh, it comes out on the old generation, but it's also here for the new one. So uh, if you can just make it easy for gamers where you're going to start playing it here and then as soon as you get that new console, boom, it's right there. You don't have to buy it again. You don't have to just go back and play on your old one. It's just a nice, smooth transition. And especially in this calendar year, where there's all those big games getting pushed to the end of the year, especially well, especially uh-huh. now delayed from COVID and all this stuff, why buy a PS4 game that's super hot and cool when you could buy a PS5? But if you got smart delivery, por qué no los dos? I'm the little girl from the uh-huh. or LS Teco commercial, whatever it is. I don't remember. Old El Paso, is that it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, it had to be done because once Cyberpunk delayed like mm-hmm. they did that was the number one question and i said it to you i said there's no way in hell i'm buying that now yeah i'm just gonna buy it on the next gen system why would i buy it on the old system when in a month later you're gonna have the new console and you know dang well they're it's gonna do some gonna go high there. up version for the new console so why would mm-hmm. i waste my time playing the inferior one boom all of a sudden they went hey everybody listen xbox has this cool smart delivery thing and if you buy it here, don't worry. We're giving you the free upgrade version once you get your cool new Xbox. And I went, mm-hmm. yeah, that had that that was the only way you could have done this. Otherwise, your game was going to flop because everybody was going to wait and just get it on the new console. Mm-hmm. It was just a it was a give me in my opinion. So smart move, and I I'm, I'm just loving it. I feel good about it. I like it. And speaking of the smart moves and high up new versions for the stuff, this is probably the last thing that I've got. But you and I talked about it. We were talking about, hey man, this 
this Inside Xbox, Xbox Series X reveal is going to be coming up. Let's watch it and talk about it for the show. I immediately turned to you. I immediately turned to you and said, man, how long is it going to be before Gearbox releases all the Borderlands games just in a smack dab super ultra HDR super ray tracing edition for the Xbox Series X? And boom, they were. Like I said, they, were, they weren't they were front and center, but they were just left to center on that giant screen of all the developers that's working with Xbox Series X. So you know it's coming. You know it's coming. We made a smart move. Because we guarantee rubber stamp, Matt guarantees it. I did it that time. It's it's a, an ultra collection is definitely coming out for that. It's obvious. It's too obvious. I mean, it sure they're going to put their they're going to put their next games on it too. Sure, but I mean, come on, that's not mm-hmm. that's not the smart boys. What we said earlier. No, it's a guarantee. It's going to happen. There's also talk of the Mass Effect trilogy coming out, high res being redone, all that Ooh. good stuff. Yeah, so I'm excited. Because I want to see these games already done. And before we end this, I do want to ask you. I, you know, apparently this is a big shtick right now on the big, uh, you know, gaming websites and stuff. People are really upset at the way the games were looking with the gameplay. Because everyone, I think a lot of people were expecting like this big boost in the graphics. And they mm-hmm. thought it was going to be like this huge new gap. But I don't know. I feel like having listened to a billion podcasts over the course of the last few years, seeing tons of stuff here and there. I, I just knew it wasn't going to be a huge jump in graphics that they were trying to get uh, AI smarter. They were trying to make load times go away. They were trying to clear up all sorts of little tiny things, increase mm-hmm. the uh, the lighting effects, water effects. You know, I feel like they were doing a pretty good job of stating that's the direction they were heading for this console generation. But uh, apparently, like a lot of the big, like I said, big websites are like, oh, man, a lot of people are upset because the graphics aren't that much improved from the... Uh, PS, you know, current consoles to supposedly this ones. How did you think? I thought they looked pretty good. I thought everything looked fine. I wasn't disappointed. And I wasn't even sure that people, I didn't think people would be. So it's kind of a shock to me. Were you all right with what you saw? Or I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a giant leap like people, like I think normal, regular people would expect. But like you said, their big push for this console generation is not a giant leap in graphical in graphical power. So I thought everything looked good, uh-huh. and plus nothing's like finalized anyway. It was all yeah, in all development really footage, which things always look ten times better when they come out, or you know, slightly different anyway. So I thought everything looked good, but also I'm currently playing the best looking things I could ever imagine on my PS4, like mm-hmm. even. During the early years of the PS4, you know, playing Call of Duty Black Ops 3, I think it was, some of that single-player stuff was the most beautiful graphics I've ever seen in a game. And it's only gotten better as they've tweaked and adjusted that. So how can you go from the best thing I've ever seen to even more best just the thing I've ever seen? So everything looks good. Everything looks... It looks like a step up to me. It's not a giant leap, but... How could you do it? Everything looks amazing as it is. Yeah. I, I feel like graphics have kind of got to the spot where you're not going to get much better right now, but you can improve so much other stuff that, yeah. as they've been talking about, that's exactly what they're doing. I mm-hmm. think it's the right move. I am super excited if they actually accomplish the feat of making AI uh, much better. Oh, yeah. Because Definitely. I would love for the AI not to just be bumbling idiots in so many aspects and actually be able to rely upon them doing the right thing. If that mm. happens and I start seeing these games where the AI is just killing it, I'm happy. I, I, I could live in this particular world for the rest of my life. Like I say, you get that plus 
the much faster loading times that they kept mentioning all throughout the whole presentation too. I mean, I, I don't notice it a lot with every single game I play. Like Persona 5 doesn't load super hard, but when you do get a game that loads a really long time, like when we boot up Borderlands 3, it's not a big deal. I'm not harping on it. But when you sit there and watch Claptrap go across that screen six, seven, or eight, or nine, ten times, it does wear on you. Because other games, you put them in and they boot up and it's it's done and it's good. So if if every game boots up like Persona 5 does, hot diggity daffodil, we're in the money. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. I can't wait. I hope it all works out. But we got a ways to go, Matt. And speaking of ways to go, hey, we've gone a ways and the show's done, Matt. That's yes, what have. I'm talking about. Let's end it. Let's get out of here. <laughs> so what did you guys think of the Xbox Series X reveal event? What are you still looking forward to? Because they said more events are coming up in... Another big event is coming up in July where they're going to be showing off the... Oh, man, I lost it. I had it. The Xbox Game Studios, all the stuff they're working on, the stuff from 343 yeah, for Halo part. Infinite, all kinds of stuff for that. So what are you looking forward to? What did you see that got you excited what are you not impressed by? Let us know any kind of thing. Also, send us any questions, comments, concerns, feedback of any sort, or if you just want to say hi, or if you just want to say you guys are the worst, don't send that to us. But send anything else to us via email info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme and find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Mm-hmm. I will reiterate, as Matt said, if you got that negative feedback, hey, you know what? You just put it in your little pocket. Let it sit in there for three weeks with your change until it disintegrates into nothingness. And uh, and then take that change. Don't you stop. Don't you do it. Take okay, that go, change. Okay, go, go, go. And then you head out over to this beautiful place called Patreon where we reside, hoping and waiting for you to toss that change in said tip jar. That's right, everybody. We treat it like a little old tip jar. You like what you hear. You like what we're doing. Consider heading over there. Throwing us a buck, two bucks, three bucks. You get that three bucks in. You get all the cool little Patreon bonuses. And just as Matt said earlier, we did a couple. Was it five? Oh, five man. Bucks. I thought it was three. Oh, I'm off. See, I three, you get something. Five, you get most of it. There it is. Matt's got it corrected. Five big back brews. That's what's going to get you all the wonderful added content. But, hey, listen. I won't go through the whole rigmarole. I'll just say, if you ain't got the money, that's fine. You do got fingers, maybe. You do got eyeballs. You do got thoughts. You could give those to us in some way, shape, fashion, or form. Like, just, just think Greg really good God. about us. When you got five minutes, just stop and think about how much you want me and Eric to have a just, good day today. It might we come could, through. You we could know. use it. We need it. We need it bad. Trust me. There's there's lots of lots of bad things happening around me. <laughs> a little positivity. Woo. That's right. Gosh. So anyways, yes, you can help us out. You know, the five-star ratings, the thumbs up on the Facebooks, the likes on the Twitters, the subscribes, the follows on the Twitch. All those things help us help you stay alive out there in this crazy world that we live in. Absolutely. But no matter how crazy this world gets, this podcast will drop every Friday. And we'll be back in your ear holes on the 15th of May for our very next episode. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. As I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. 
Indeed we do appreciate it. We appreciate it. Five star ratings that you can give us all the time. Feed us, make us stronger and better. Or maybe we'll be diseased little creatures that come at you and live inside your head and steal your happy thoughts and make you do bad things in the future. Who knows? Don't make us do that. Don't make us do that. Send us happy thoughts. <laughs> think happy thoughts when you think a third shift. That's right. <laughs> and while you're doing that, all I can t- all I can tell you, all I can say is don't forget to save yeah. Shut up and sit down.